Hey guys, um, hope you guys are well. Firstly, I want to say what a difference in mood I am in from yesterday to today. Yesterday, I thought I was going to record my podcast because I was so anxious, basically, that I thought, why not do a podcast when I'm so anxious, right? Like, I was just like, this is a really good moment to share with everyone because I was really in the moment. And my microphone could not pick up my voice. When I go really into my deep, low moments of anxiety, my voice kind of turns off. I don't speak and I can't project any sound, really. Like, I'm really quiet voice like I turned into a mouse and I was trying to record and like my microphone wasn't picking up anyways I put it down probably a good idea because I was not in the right space yesterday to do anything but I yeah I had a whole day of struggling and then I ended up being able to get a therapy session in the evening and wow did she clear my energies and I'm feeling good today I feel resetted yeah so I'm here ready to do the podcast and sticking to the original theme that I had planned and that is back on the whole food, exercise, recovery, why you don't feel good enough, body image, everything. We're going to hit home today. And I want to start with, you know, I've got lots of questions. And as I was reading the questions, you know, it's all your ones like, how do you stop calorie counting? How do you stop doing this? How do you start doing that? Will this ever? And I was thinking, ah, there's just one core answer to all of these. And I'm going to share that mindset first so you can really understand and I have preached this on other podcasts YouTubes and whatever but we're gonna go into it and my new recent mindset and realization is all about this idea of perfectionism and I know I had parts of this within me anyways I've been that kid I would always try to be perfect at whether that was starting to learn to skip I had to be the best skipper and when I was doing running I had to run and then it was just like doing gymnastics I really wanted to be better at gymnastics and I would spend hours in the garden practicing and just like all these little things so I definitely had that within me when I was younger but going more into that idea of as you go into a teenager as you are in your current life wherever you are that idea that you just need to be perfect like genuinely like let's talk about body because that's a lot what this podcast is about today and it's like you have this idea that you have to you have an idea what this perfect body is yet your body doesn't match up to that so then you can't be happy right oh no my legs you know you've got an idea of what your legs look like they must be this certain physique and my butt must look like this oh but not too much fat it must be perfectly rounded but must be muscle i must have a waist that goes in I must have this perfect size boobs, I must have these shoulders, these biceps, this, like, everything. You have an idea of how your body should be sculpted, right? And and you just think that that's the way it should be. And for so long, I chased this idea of, like, perfect body, perfect body. And I, in fact, when I started my fitness account, I had what some people would call the bikini body. You know, I was very lean, very slim, muscular. And I can tell you now... If you haven't, in your head, right, reached that bikini body, you're like, no, Anna, but I haven't gone there yet, so let me experience that, let me whatever, and, you know, we're all on our own journey, so, but I can tell you now, that body literally does not make you happy. In fact, you actually feel so much worse when you're there, because the whole idea behind it, and this whole idea of, like, why you feel like you need to be perfect, why you feel like you're not in a good enough body it's actually got nothing to do with your body 
you've got past trauma, you've got past emotions, you've got unprocessed emotions, you have core beliefs of yourself, it's all emotional, it's all energetic, it's all, it's all that and really got nothing to do with your physical body, like I really, really can't stress that enough and that's why when I see all these questions of like how, like about recovery or physical things, like how do I stop calorie counting, how do I stop doing this, it's like literally the main idea is like fix your shit, go into your past, get that trauma out, heal that shit, because that is the thing, like, yes, there's those parts of recovery where you need to eat your fair foods and you need to do certain things, I get that, like, I was there, I was the girl that counted every single calorie, like, I had to weigh my cucumber, cucumber, if you count your calories, you know what that means, like, why do you need to weigh that stuff out, I was weighing every single calorie, and, you know, it's actually possible, you can get past that shit, and if we just jump onto calorie counting straight away, my advice is stop. Like, and there's no like slow progression. It's like you delete that app today, you delete it and you start without. And at the beginning, you will automatically count your calories in your head. You just will. You can't not do that because that's what you're programmed to do. And that's what you've practiced for however long. You may have done this for years like it's going to be hard to get that out but i can actually give you hope that you actually really unlearn from the girl who could like straight away be like that's a 250 calorie plate that's a 500 calorie plate like even i could go 340 calories if i wanted to right i could go that exact i now don't know like i genuinely don't know and i don't care and if anything i aim for a little bit more because i'm like i want to eat a good amount but saying that also know that it's your coping mechanism and it's something that makes you feel safe so to be able to actually stop calorie counting you're gonna need to have some other help elsewhere so this is where you need support from your family support therapy wise um a lot of people have been asking about my therapy recently i if you type in mcm therapies online well online or on instagram she's there her name's cara but that could be inspo for the type of therapy I do, I don't know whether she's going to be free to take on lots of people, um, but definitely biggest investment and get some therapy if you need it. But carrying on from that idea of you need to be perfect, and this can come in like productivity, exercise, jobs, just this overall unrealistic expectation that you have to be perfect in every area. And the first thing that you want to do is understand where it comes from. In what point of your life did you start picking up on these habits did you start feeling like you need to be perfect at things where did you get it from now all I can do is obviously give you my example so I'm going to go a little bit into my past which you might be able to resonate with or not um but so for me if you guys don't know and if you haven't listened to any of my previous podcasts my relation with my dad we you know he wasn't there when I was born and then I lived with him kind of like divorced parent style like half half kind of thing ages from two till six years old in Aruba the Caribbean and then for four years we went to well basically we moved to England and for the first four years no contact with my dad really apart from maybe birthdays and then when I was 10 years old started to go back to the Caribbean every year and see him and it was when I started going back to the Caribbean every year so when I was 10 years old did this idea of perfectionism start to happen? Now, I think I did have it when I was before that as well, but it really, really kind of grew 
in this time. And the reason was, is I was seeing my dad once a year for about a month of time, right? So I got him for a month. And what I realized what I had done from the ages of 10 to 17 years old, I would go by my year and try to achieve as much as I could. I would try to get really good in my dancing. I'd try to get in like lots of dance shows or um, dance pieces so I could like film them and have them on tape to show my dad. I would try to get really good grades. I would try to get a really good report and I would physically like give my dad the report. I would just build up skills so I could literally, this month in the year that I would see him, I would be so excited but like, hey dad. And then I would present him with all this stuff. I'd go, look at my report and and look at my dancing and look, I can do a cartwheel and look, I can go on runs and I make smoothie bowls and I do this. And I, he would be so proud of me. He would be so proud of me. And this isn't his fault at all. This wasn't him ingraining it. This is what in my younger mind thought, that's how I make Anna safer. That's how I make life easier because, you know, that's all I knew. My dad wasn't saying to me, oh, Anna, the more perfect you are, the more I'm going to praise you. I just kind of picked that up. I said, oh, I get more attention if I do better in my whole year than this month that I see him. He, he gets presented with this perfect child. And I remember my sister used to get quite annoyed at me because, well, she was just like that older sister. And she admitted it at a point. She was like, kind of that jealousy kind of crept in because I don't think she had that drive to do that with him. Like for her... I think she saw that dad was more stable with her. She didn't think that it was like a conditional relationship. Whereas I had that in my head that like, oh, if I'm not great and perfect and a cute youngest child, he's not gonna wanna see me or or congratulate me or love me. And I know that's not true anymore, but that's taken time. Like I've been through stages of grief with my dad. And if you didn't know when my dad was 17, when I was 17, my dad passed away. from a heart attack and a stroke and grief is a funny thing like there was times probably a year where I had anger towards him and I can literally say up until last night like last night I probably had one of my biggest healing sessions yeah it's going quite deep right now but I healed some shit like I healed some shit and actually able to like come to him with love which is like a big thing for me wow um (laughs) Anyways, going on this idea of perfectionism, it created a really big habit within me. Oh my gosh, wow, it's raining. So beautiful. And I think it's really important for us to notice where it comes from. Is it from your mum? Is it from your dad? Is it from both of them? Is it from your siblings? Where does it come from? And when you're able to notice that, you're able to kind of pull it out the present and be like, ah, so it's not necessarily like a behaviour that I need and a behaviour that I need to own right now, but it's a behaviour that... I used to need. Fair enough that my 10 year old self needed it. She literally didn't have a dad at that point in her life. She didn't have that safety. She needed ways to feel more comfortable and loved. So let's bring compassion to that part of ourself that needed to use this perfectionism. And let's kind of, you know, put it to bed, be like, I understand you needed it, but I don't claim that energy right now. And that's the thing it's not useful anymore we don't need it and I had this big realization and you're gonna have this in your own journey at different points but if I'm able to kind of kickstart it now that would be amazing but you just don't even need to be perfect I think being as authentically you is hot 
no one literally cares. Have you guys seen that trend on TikTok where like it zooms out and you see like the world and all its galaxies? You realize like in what world we're in and that I know it's hard to hear that sometimes. You're like, I don't need to hear that we're just a tiny thing on earth. Like my problems are real. Yeah, I know your problems are real, but let's learn that it's more than just your body and not being perfect. And it's about past stuff. Let's heal that, okay? And just also think like when you walk into a party or a group of friends, you, if there's a girl, you know, and I'm not pointing this on, this is you, but just like you noticing other people around you, she might have a great body, great looks, but if she's just sitting there, not a lot of charisma, not a lot of, I don't even know, not even, you don't even have to be loud, you don't even have to be super confident, but just like totally kind of shut off, you don't bond, you bond with people's energies and this is what you want to develop in your life, you don't want to develop, oh I need the perfect body, you don't even need the perfect energy, but like you just want good energy and the way you get good energy is by clearing your stuff, understanding that you yourself is amazing and you notice that you go to a party and you see that girl that's just like dancing crazy laughing loud like doesn't care one of the things that i really developed and i think this is like a big changing point for me i think from like 15 to going up probably until like 19 i would say i was purely dancing for the attraction of men i could dance okay i can shake it on the dance floor And I would definitely dance way more out there than all the other girls, but I would like keep it contained to a certain level. I want to be sexy. I want boys to find me attractive. Like that's what my focus was. I want to be all perfect. Like, you know, you can't do anything too crazy. And now like my dancing game is, it's only if you've seen me in person, like if you've ever met me at a festival or like a party, I am shaking it. Like I'm shaking it. I am crumping it 2001 style. I'm doing the sprinkler. I'm doing dad dancing. I'm doing the worm on the floor. Like I'm doing it all. And I don't care if I look weird. In fact, the weirder and the more you own, it's it's when you try to be like perfect at the dancing or perfect at something that you may look a little uptight or something. But as soon as you dance and you laugh, like it's such a great feeling and it makes you feel so empowered in your body like next time you're at a party i want you to be the girl that's like standing on the table shaking it like it doesn't matter if it's good or not like you can just like do some crazy dad dancing you're gonna feel so good and like in touch with your body i highly recommend you to do that at your next party i kid you not that's like the only going out i like like when my boyfriend wants to go out for drinks i'm like ugh. you're telling me i have to sit down and drink some alcohol and have some really dead chat with some people but if he says drinks and some dancing i'm down and you don't even need to have drinks when you're dancing because you can just dance crazy and people think you're drunk like no one really cares so yeah that is true confidence that's what i want you guys to aim for not to have the cutest outfit with the flattest stomach at the party no one looks for that i can tell you now the amount of people that i've energetically attracted when i'm dancing like that people come and they literally gravitate towards you and they want to dance with you they want to pick up on that energy it's honestly a beautiful thing Now I've given you guys the pep talk on being confident and understanding that idea of like, you don't need to be perfect and also understanding the root. So if you're really like, oh, I don't know where to start my recovery or all these recovery questions, the core answer to everything is go into your past, understand where it's from, love those parts, do some inner child work, do therapy, try out therapists until you love them, search up energy healers, search up inner child trauma therapy, like that's the type of therapy you want. Okay, I'm going to go on to some questions about recovery. We're really going to go into it. The first one is, when and how did you actually start recovery? 
I'm going to share mine because I don't think it's the, I'm going to call it the normal recovery because I see a lot of recovery accounts online or recovery stories and let's say someone's struggling with anorexia or something and then they very, very slowly gain weight, like very slowly and they try a little bit more and, and that's what I see the recovery as. And if that's you, amazing, keep going. But there's a lot of other ways and if you're, let's say someone's stuck in the binge restrict cycle, if you're just binging, if you're in a restriction or if you're not underweight, like there's so many different things and like don't feel guilty for the type of recovery you're going through. I remember for me, I was like, why am I not slowly gaining weight? Now, I don't want to scare you. This is me opening up to what I went through. I was at my, call it number one phase of Arch Fitness. So that was my first body let's call it very slim lean low weight low very low body fat percentage I think I went to February 10th I was at that body February 24th so two weeks later I had gained literally 12 kilograms yeah more than that I think in three weeks I gained like 15 kilograms and that was freaking hard I had binged I basically, before that, for people that don't know, I was very restrictive and I then maybe binged like once a month, like at a party or a birthday when I couldn't control myself. And then the two months before recovery, I went into bulimia, like quite a heavy purging and binging cycle where I would binge three times a day and purge three times a day. So a binge would equal a purge. And the way I started recovery was I physically couldn't purge anymore. Like I I started bursting blood vessels in my eyes. My throat was going insane. My face was being like a whole marshmallow. Like it was so puffy. Like I was, my body couldn't purge anymore. I couldn't get myself to purge. And also I went to my sister's and I obviously before that I was able to purge in secret like I was just at a family friend's house I was staying in accommodation like I could just purge in my own peace now staying at my sister's where she was home all day I literally could not go to the toilet and purge like she was literally there so I had that like physical barrier of someone always being home and couldn't like I couldn't purge in secret so I physically couldn't purge but I couldn't stop the binging I couldn't like no wonder it was my emotional response at the time and oh my gosh, like, it actually brings me chills to the place that I was in, and if you're in this place, I'm sending so much, so much love, it is freaking hard, I remember just in my head all day, like, I I woke up, and I was, like, getting scared to eat breakfast, because I knew I was gonna binge, like, nothing would satisfy me, and this was the thing, because I didn't allow myself to eat more than I had, you know, given myself, like, okay, you're allowed one bowl of oats, no more, Because I was going through this phase of extreme hunger, and extreme hunger is literally when you are not satisfied, I would eat the bowl of oats, I would not be full, I would then go for a protein bar, not be full, go for some fruit, not be full, go for some yogurt, get so physically full but not mentally full that I would like, what do I do? And then it would go into the binge, right? Because I wouldn't allow myself, I was like, anything more than this is a binge. And I kid you not, in England you don't have Mr. Skippy or like Skippy peanut butter. And I, it's obviously like really sweet, really tasty and everything. And it was like in my sister's cupboard and it was like a massive, like it was one of the mega jars. And I 
literally finished it. Like I, she must have known that like I had eaten it. Oh, I totally thought I was like <laughs> keeping it a secret, but I would just eat spoonfuls. My thing was like spoonfuls of peanut butter and like peanut butter and like Nutella and things because that was like my ultimate punishment food slash wanting food. So basically I just eaten so much. I, I just had binged so much on these peanut butters and, and all these foods in her house, these cookies, these Oreos, like McDonald's. And then I was also eating fairly, you know, I call it healthy, normal food, like oats and meals and even salads and stuff. And I basically put on all that weight and it hit me like a rock. And that's how I had to start recovery because I was like, if I don't freaking start recovery, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to keep binging my whole life. I'm, what am I going to turn into? Like, that's me being honest. I was really scared of gaining like even more weight. Like I'd put on 15 kilos. I had looked completely different. And these 15 kilos, you know, I didn't have a crazy amount of muscle before this. I was really quite small. It's not like I've got the muscle I have now and I put on weight. Like I, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't putting it on through muscle. This was just a very slim, lean, muscular girl, very slim, putting on a, a lot of food around her. And it freaking scared me. Like I'd seen cellulite I'd never seen. My butt was really big. My arms were really big. My stomach was the biggest. It was just so scary. I was watching my body that I had worked so hard for and like restricted so much for disappear in front of me. And it was so hard because that was the body that was my online. That that was my brand. My anorexia fitness was that body at the time. That's how I started recovery. I, I didn't want to binge anymore and I was practicing. I, I got home, I started telling my mum she could cook my meals. I also told her like, please don't make any comments about how I'm eating. I am very aware. I'm, I said to her, look, I'm going, something, I'm going through something called extreme hunger where I am not satisfied by anything due to the months and months of restriction, year, whatever that I was going through. So I'm allowing my body to reset and heal. And she was very allowing and the way I basically ate was eating all the whole foods and, and yummy full-on meals like pasta meals, rice meals, everything that my mum was making, eating a lot of it and then also eating everything else that I fancied and just like repeating to myself that I wasn't feeling guilty over it. The next question is jumping on right to the end, is it going to ever end? How are these thoughts not going to be with me forever? Rest of my life. Is complete recovery actually possible? Yes, it is. Like, it is. And that is me shedding a little bit of light from the girl who was, like, literally, like, a whole year. Like, is this going to come out of my head? And it, it will. It genuinely will. Now, you might have it move on to other things. You might be a productivity queen and you might go through that stage and then it might turn into not feeling good enough in your job and it might turn into little other things but the more actual healing and inner child and self-work you do on yourself and just listening to like these types of podcasts learning about yourself will all help but yeah it, it is possible and that's me being genuinely honest next question how do you stop body checking and it is in the question you physically have to stop body checking it you know stop putting your phone up and recording yourself, recording your body. Don't do that. Um, when you go past mirrors, actively try not to look. Stop lifting up your top in the bathroom or when you go past a mirror and checking your stomach. Like, that is not accurate representation of your body. If you've, like, 
eaten after a meal you can't just lift up your stomach look at it and then be like oh I'm now fat like do you think that's really just gone to your arms and legs like that no it hasn't okay and it's not going to do that tomorrow either okay so it is that physical part of stopping it but then you know once you've gone past that stage there is a way of like lovingly do it like I I did go through a period like a couple of months ago where like I really stopped looking like I just didn't care and now there's definitely that not looking and what I found in Bali there's literally no mirrors here compared to England oh my god in my and Millie's house we literally have mirrors everywhere and I didn't realize you know for us it makes sense because it's our job and like we always take pictures and stuff but you don't realize how much you look at it in your day so if you're able to get rid of some mirrors that's amazing but in Bali there's literally no mirrors here and it's been amazing it's like I go and try let's say I get my bikini I'm like oh let me go look in the mirror see how I look and then I realized there's like no mirror to like show my legs or like my stomach like there's only a face mirror I'm like oh so I can't check and then I realize wait does that mean I get to like leave the opinion to myself and it brings me this whole realization of wow we really decide how we feel about our bodies and like you can either leave it to the mirror and judge yourself or you can just be like I pick to be confident and I'm just not gonna look in a mirror and I just choose to be confident in my body I'm gonna walk outside and I'm gonna choose to be confident it's a really different feeling it's it's really quite empowering next question is did you ever relapse or slip back into old habits now one thing to know is that like you'll realize that your old habits and journeys don't work the same so when I first went into like my restriction phase I was on like a weight loss high I was like oh my god I'm losing weight and like it's all great and then let's say you gain a bit more you know after a couple of months you gain a bit of weight or you don't gain a bit of weight and you try to do it again you realize you can't use the same motivation or the same tricks because your body knows what you're doing so at the beginning you're like yeah like I'm having fun restricting but it's kind of like exciting the fact you don't know what's going to happen but when you try do the same habits it doesn't work same when you start doing bulimia like at the beginning it's such a oh this is amazing I'm able to throw out my food when I eat it oh wow and then you when you try like for example when I first you know doing it in the months I was like obviously I didn't think it was an amazing thing like I freaking hated it but when I I think I did it once like six no maybe like two months later I would say I tried doing it and it did not serve me that's the thing it doesn't serve you in the same way when you let's say have a day of bad body dysmorphia it is actually in your control though to not let yourself go into those restriction modes because it is by doing the restriction that creates the binging that creates the purging that creates the 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 guilt when you eat more right it's not the act of eating more. It's not the act of binging. It's the act of restricting that you need to work on first. People try to be this perfect restriction mode, but oh gosh, it's all going wrong when you binge. No, it's all going wrong when you're restricting in the first place, okay? So with, I would say, being scared of your old habits, you know, trust yourself that you're doing well. Trust yourself that everything's going okay, tell yourself it's okay if you have bad body image days just know that it's actually old emotional stuff right so you can kind of tell yourself that um but you will learn yourself that purging won't work like it used to do restriction won't work like it used to do and you'll be like oh my god what do i do and that's when you do all the lovely healing work okay next thing is someone said i genuinely don't like my post-recovery body 
I don't feel comfortable. How do I change this? Now, you know, say someone else saying this would be like, oh, love it and everything. And that is definitely a part of it. But I'm going to say, yeah, I relate. Not currently. Like, I'm definitely being more confident in my body. But there was moments where I was like, are you kidding? Like, am I supposed to be just hating my body? Like, am I just supposed to be happy with this? Is this what life is and whatever? And firstly, you have to be really compassionate to yourself, right? Understand that you've been through some hard stuff and that you're recovering. So give yourself some time. Don't expect yourself to look like Kim K or or look like this amazing model straight away. Like, give yourself a time to just not be focused on your body, right? Think about how long you've been so body focused. Just give your body a break, okay? Heal the other parts of you. But I do understand that part of like, I'm not totally happy. And this is not me saying you need to change it, but like, instead of always striving for the short-term goals, like, oh, I must just restrict or I must quickly lose weight or I must quickly do this. Like, give yourself a long goal. I've given myself a goal, I think like three months ago. I was like, I want to be fitter in a year. Like, make your goals so slow that your body has so much time and like, it's such small, small adjustments because you're just, you're falling into you. Consistency is the biggest thing. And I talked about this on my YouTube video, I fell out of love with the gym and I really recommend you listening to it um, if you're like post-recovery and understand what you like to do. Like when you say you don't like your post-recovery body, you don't need to jump into these crazy workouts and this is not what I'm trying to do and change your body, but like it is also part of us to prioritize our health. Like we are supposed to be exercising in a, I'm not even gonna say exercising, I'm gonna say movement. But, you know, you could do a low intensity Pilates thing or a little bit of yoga or you're allowed to do these low intensity or whatever you love. If you want to do tennis, if you want to do swimming, whatever. But do it in a way of like, I'm doing this for my current self, mental clarity, endorphins. But there's a little part of me knowing that I'm allowed a long term goal. You are allowed a long term goal, right? No, you're not allowed to have these goals in two weeks, what you're going to look like. But you are allowed in a year you know, to slowly get into this, because we want something that, you know, if we can do a little bit of something every day, not crazy dieting, you can't do that every day of your life, if you're able to get to a a body neutral physique, like a physique that you know isn't stupid, you're not at this crazy low body fat percentage, but you're happy, you're healthy, you're all good, if you do that in a really slow and truthfully healthy way, you'll be able to stick with it, because it's, it's literally what you're able to do, and I really don't want you guys to take that in a way of like god I've got to I have to change my body like there is definitely a part of you're gonna have to learn to love like your post recovery body and you will do that the main thing is time because you can't expect yourself to love it so quickly because the element of time is your healing time right so by giving yourself a year the amount of healing and inner work you do within that year will determine how much you're going to love your body at the end of the year. That's why I'm saying give yourself a year, give yourself two years, because it's the amount of healing you do in that. And if you don't pick up the pen and start journaling, if you don't pick up the phone and start calling a therapist, if you don't start chatting to your friends and opening up, there won't be healing time between that. You probably will just get more inside your head and a year will fly by and and you'll realize well Anna what did you say about that yeah like I really do mean you've got to do the work inside of it someone said I need to stop exercising to recover but I'm worried I'm gonna lose muscle now I've had this dm a lot like a lot of girls are worried about this girl muscle comes back 
muscle comes back so quickly like so easily trained there's also something called newbie gains which i'm so jealous of because basically when you're a newbie to a gym or you have like long break periods or you've got an injury period or recovery period when you start up the gym your muscle is so new to the weight training that you gain muscle better than someone who's done gymming for every day for so many years like for me i started the gym literally like seven years ago seven years i've been doing this stuff so for me muscle growth and like i have very mature muscle so even if i stop weight training for literally like i did not train any upper body for like two months and i still have the biggest rounder shoulders and big biceps like my muscle doesn't really go away but even when it does go down a little like i do sometimes notice my muscle goes down a little i pick it back up so quickly when i'm in the gym right because you've got that long-term muscle maturance muscle connection but again as i just said like if you haven't and you are just new to the gym but you've got to stop it it's okay like you'll get those newbie gains and you'll get it again like don't you worry give yourself a little bit of compassion give yourself a little bit of room to breathe you know allow your body to rest be very very grateful and especially if you don't have your period like please care about that i knew like there were points where like i didn't care about it but I now love when my breasts get bigger a week before my period and I get period spots and my mood starts slightly changing. I'm like, yes, my hormones are in check. I have a regular period. Yes, girl. I'm thriving as a woman. Like, you want that. Honestly, that's an aim. It's an aim. So if you haven't got your period, please stop drinking coffee. Stop doing high intensity workouts. Start resting. Start eating more. Don't go long periods without eating. Eat early in your day. There's a lot to do. And if you're doing all of that and you're like, why isn't my period coming back? go to a specialist like please pay please pay get your parents to pay get yourself to pay like that is what you should be paying your money to and work out why it's not coming back and let's bring it back please don't go on a pill to like bring back or stop your period like that's not what we want either next one is focusing on recovery when everyone else around you is talking about dieting i know this can be hard but use it as like a positive like Use it as evidence that you no longer believe that. So when everyone around you is dieting and they're so convinced that that will make them happy or that they need to lose weight, sit there either in silence and just be like, lol, that's funny because I know that's not going to make you happy. Been there, done that. You know, I'm happy where I am. I don't need to do that. So be confident in the fact that you're like a leveled up in energy realms, right? You know you don't need to do that to feel great. But then also speak up about it. Like I always find there's like a Karen at the table, like a 50 year old mum that or 40 year old that's saying that I'm like why do you need to lose weight they're like oh because of that I'm like and you think like people should lose weight to be happy like I totally just turned it back on them but at the same time you don't need to say that you don't need to you can just say it kind of in your own head and then like another thing is have a bit of compassion for them be like bless them they still think that's another perspective like oh they still think they need to do that bless them because that's not the case now Next section is finding peace with eating quote-unquote bad foods, not seeing it as binging, and some people said like finding that balance, how do I do the all or nothing, and it is to proactively start including it in your normal days. So what I found was when you always have this like must-be-perfect eating day, the reason why you binge is because you suddenly have the food that you think is bad and you're like, oh god, it's all crazy. But what I started doing was like, I started having chocolate, a little bit of chocolate, like it was literally like one or two squares a day of chocolate every day. So then I ended up learning that, right, chocolate's not essentially bad and it's not bad. So I can have it when someone offers me it and I don't have to binge. So it's like, 
adding in, you don't have to have these clean, perfect days. Have the ice cream in the evening. Have the pizza for lunch. Like have, even if it's just one slice every day of pizza, even if it's just like one scoop of ice cream every night, even if that's one chocolate bar for dinner, after dinner every day, like having that kind of consistency, but also changing it. You know, you want to heal the chocolate side. You want to heal the sweet side. You want to heal the fried food. And some people might go crazy and be like, but it's not healthy to have that every day. It's like, girl, it's not healthy to binge. It's not healthy to put that much food into your body at once. Like you are stressing your body more than you can imagine. Like it is not great for you. Not even just like weight wise, like just internals, okay? It's not great for you to purge. Like, so I would rather you have a couple of squares of chocolate every day, half a bar of chocolate, however much you want to learn that it's not bad. So yeah, in the future you can go two days with not having any of that. And then five days, when you're at a party or when you're out and about and you're having a hamburger there and dessert there and you're able to understand that it doesn't affect you because you were able to do that in your normal day-to-day life. How to stop missing your old body, how to stop comparing yourself to your old body. Remember your mindset, remember your down, down days. Don't remember, your. don't just look at a picture of your body and be like, oh my God, I miss it. Like, take a moment to think about what was going through your head. How your eating habits were, the way you acted towards your friends and family, the fact that you had no intellectual thoughts, right? You were constantly thinking about food, like think right back, write it down, write down all the mindsets you had, how you weren't able to socialize, like, and then remember that and match them two together and be like, you want that old body, huh? You're gonna have to have that lifestyle and thoughts and mindsets too. And I'm telling you, as soon as you remember that, you'll be like, oh, oh, actually, not that appealing like you could generally ask me like Anna surely there's a part of you that like really really wants that body back and I'm like no because I physically know there's no way of me having that body and not having those mindsets I don't want my head down the toilet three times a day I don't want my throat to be sore I don't want to go round with stinky throat breath I don't (laughs) like I'm being genuine here I don't want Like, I enjoy having interpersonal relationships. I enjoy actually connecting with my mum. I enjoy connecting with my boyfriend, with friends, right? I enjoy having a life outside the gym. I enjoy loving myself. I enjoy being able to like walk outside and and not care about what I'm eating next or what I've just eaten or how big or small my stomach is. I actually enjoy having a food baby sometimes, okay? There's so much more enjoyment in our bodies and I think we really need to take a moment and it's when I was in, it's funny because you would not think this is when I would feel it, but I was in a hit class and some people might find that triggering, but I was in a hit class the other day and I was, I was working hard. Sis was jumping high, throwing the ball high, doing the, the, the ropes that kill you, right? And I was loving it. And I took a glance in the mirror and my head was about, she was about to start picking apart her body. Cause I was looking at these other Bali girls that had these surfer bodies. And I, and, and there wasn't even, I could not even get a comment out before I turned back to myself. I was like, you're kidding. Your body is jumping onto blocks. Your heart rate's at 180 beats per minute, right? You're able to do press ups. You're able to lift yourself. Your body is able to do these amazing things and you're about to like critique 
you're like I had to actually laugh at myself and be like you're you're able to lift this amount do all of this and say that you have like a patch of cellulite on the back of your legs like think about that I want you to be proud of the movements you can do. I want you to be proud of the fact that your legs can run. You can dance, you can do yoga, you can surf, you can play tennis, you can do all these amazing things. Don't for a second pull yourself apart. I don't care whether you have cellulite. I don't care whether your stomach rolls when you sit down. I don't care whether someone's more lean than you. I don't care, you have a body. It takes you on a journey, it's your home. Your body is the one thing that stays with you your whole life. And we think it's okay to critique it, that it's not doing a good enough job. No, I'm not gonna allow it, <laughs> okay? So I really hope that you guys have really taken that in. And if you need to listen to whatever section, like, you know, I get if you guys don't wanna listen to a whole podcast again and again, but if there's sections that really inspire you, write it down in your notes and be like, when you feel down about your body, listen to episode 14, minute whatever, 40 to 45 or whatever minute this is on or whatever section really inspires you in any of my podcasts or any other podcast. Like I know there's so many amazing podcasts out there. And when you feel down, go to that notes and be like, mm, I feel sad about my body, right? Listen to it and let that inspire you. Inspiration is an amazing thing. Let it, like let it come into your life. And if you feel sad about you not being productive and not being able to rest, find another part of a podcast that tells you that it's okay or a YouTube video and link it, you know? Make a whole link, make a whole documentary. I'm, I, you know, I might start doing that. When you feel down about certain things and, and you're able to listen to that and just from constantly remind yourself of why you're doing this, okay? I'm so proud if you have got all the way to this end of the podcast. Like there is something within you that is different to others out there. You want to change. You want to do something better for yourself. And I'm really, really proud of you. The best thing a human can do is like a brain that thinks they know it all and like is totally satisfied with their way of life is almost like a dead brain, right? You want to be changing. Change is an amazing thing. Sometimes I have the audacity to judge myself of how much I've changed. Like, I'll be like, oh God, remember when I went, I went through like a whole era last year where I put like beads in my hair and like, I like plaited beads in my hair and I fully was posting it all on my, you know, Anna Arch Fitness with like millions of people or whatever. And I totally owned it. And I had the audacity the other week to judge myself. And I was like, girl, that was like a part of you. Like, love that. And I had other eras where like, I would wear like my hair a certain way or like I would wear like really fake lashes and tan and I'm like, love yourself and love the fact that you're able to change. You can't essentially be this perfect person all the time. Like we are slowly, the more change we allow ourselves, the more we're able to get to that authentic self of ours. Like, you know, me going through the stage of like wearing beads in my hair, like I was getting a little bit closer to me, you know? And then I suddenly bleached my hair blonde and I went into like a rebellion, like I'm a hot girl blonde stage, right? And then I went into like a fake tan lashes and all that stuff. And then I slowly took those parts and I got rid of my lashes, got rid of the fake tan, went back to my natural hair color and like slowly realizing what I like. You know, I know the type of jewelry I like now. I know the type of earrings I like to wear. 
I'm finding my fashion sense and it is gonna change. Like I'm probably gonna look back in like six months and be like, Anna, what was this fashion sense of yours? Like, why did you just go around in gym wear? Like, who cares? But being more you is like all you can ever ask for. And I want that to be the aim out of everything. Not can I get to the more perfect body is how can I be more me? I'm just leaving you with so much, so much love this week. Also, oh my gosh, the Instagram podcast, it's on like 10.3K, like it hit 10K. The community on there is my baby. Like I genuinely, genuinely love you guys. There are so many interactive posts on there that like, I just love it. I just actually love it. So head over to that. It's called Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. There's a episode every Tuesday and feel free to DM me on what you want me to talk about next. I'm gonna leave you guys. Bye-bye.